Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit kingsbridgeprivatehospital.com for further information. Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is Thursday evening and that means it's time for the Midlands dedicated arts show Encore with Shannon Fogarty. This show brings you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. To get in touch, you can pop me a text or a WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me Encore at Midlands 103. Tonight on the show, an exhibition called Stone Tape 2, The Westmeath Tale, is coming to the Athlone County Billings this September. So I'll have the artist on to tell us all about that. East West Fiddles, a group that melds cultures and continents through music and who will be performing in the Esker Arts Centre on September 8th. We'll tell you everything you need to know there. Classical music and song, David Vesey and special guests comes to the Dunamays Arts Centre in September. So we'll find out everything you need on that. But first... Get ready to dive into the world of local traditional band Boyak. This talented group of musicians have just released their much-anticipated self-titled debut album and they're gearing up to showcase their incredible new tunes at the Dunamay's Arts Theatre this Saturday 26th of August. So let's take a moment to introduce to you the fantastic artists behind the melodies. You're joined by Boyak. My name is Rory Tierney on accordion. My name is Curtinine Carl on pipes and whistle. And I'm Dale McKay on the guitar. And Dave Hart on double bass. And I am very excited to have you guys all in studio because you've just put out your self-titled debut album. How does it feel? Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. we're delighted now to have it out. Yeah, We launched the album. Uh, it was the fruition of 11 months' work. We launched it in um, the Mullingar Fla, the Fla Keol. Oh, amazing. And, uh, we had a launch on the Saturday of the FLA in Chambers and uh, we're delighted to have it out now. We've had some really lovely comments and it's just lovely to let people hear our music. Um, all our music uh, on the album is all music that we wrote ourselves and arranged ourselves as a band. So we're, we're thrilled to kind of have deep roots in Irish traditional music, but also push the boundaries a bit and play our own compositions. So how was it actually creating your own music and preparing for an album like this? How long did it take? Well, we originally kind of started off about two years ago. Um, it was during COVID and there wasn't much happening for musicians. And uh, Dale rang me out of the blue. Um, I knew of him. I didn't really know him at the time. And uh, he kind of... He got in touch with me and he said, I'm doing this music video. And he said, they're looking for musicians to create original music. And I'd been writing music during the pandemic as kind of a hobby. Didn't think any of it was any good. Um, kind of just said, I'll do it for the crack. And uh, Dale asked me to do the video with some double bass player called David Hart, who I'd never heard of at that time. We went and recorded the video up on the Schlieveboom Mountains and... Uh, recorded the track in the Dunamis Arts Centre in Port Leash and basically the Tuesday afterwards the phone pinged and it was the boys and they said we'd like to do more with this so Dale came out to my house and we kind of put a bit of 
you know, music out on the table and said which one, which tunes are the best, which ones mm. might need work, which ones might need to be um, looked at, and then which ones we could actually do. So um, th- it all started out with that. And then, of course, Kurt, I've, I've been playing music with Kurt for a long time, and he's a neighbour of mine, and I asked him to join the band as well. And that's that's it. Mm. And uh, we were gigging around and doing lovely gigs last year. Our first big break was uh, the amazing trad band which uh, asked us to support them in the Dunamis Theatre when they were launching their album Rosk and uh, we went in and did that and after that we played at the Electric Picnic and at Forest Fest in Nemo and County Leash and um, it's been going really well and I suppose the goal last summer was to record an album and we did our first session recording in November and the next session recording then in February and it all came out then in uh, in August. And so. it's incredible because you're bringing it all to the Dunamay's Arts Centre on the 26th of August. Yes, yeah. this Saturday yeah. night, yeah. So yeah. we're having our leash launch in the Dunamay's Arts Centre. Mm-hmm. And we have great support by three friends of ours, Jamie Troy on Bowron and guitar, Senna Moran on fiddle and Bill O'Brien on, on banjo. So we're really looking forward to it. It should be a great night and um, it should be a, a great night of trad and then our obscure kind of tunes that we wrote ourselves. Yeah. So, it's, it's exciting to be playing your own music and to be proud of it. How are the nerves? Oh, there'll be there'll be <laughs> nerves in the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there will yeah, be nerves absolutely. on the night. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you ha- if you have nerves, though, it means you love what you do. Yeah, there's definitely a good passion mm. and drive behind this. Like, and you just wanted to go well. You wanted to go yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Where did the name come from? Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you. Time. Well, um, when we originally started out, uh, we had the name. Sosta, which means what, what does that? What does that mean again? Sosta is it happy? Happy. happy. My my uh, my Irish is not the best. I apologise to any yeah. uh, Irish speakers out there. But uh, so we were then. So we had the name Sosta, and we got a message off a band in Australia <laughs> Sosta, who basically said, "Lads, we've had this name for for years. Yeah. Can you kind of ah, fair enough." And we're like, "That's fair enough, lads. Fair play to you, whatever." Um, they actually played in Ireland since then, and mm. yeah, in, in, our, in our town in Port <laughs> Leash, we were kicking ourselves like, that night, yeah, so we couldn't go to it. But anyway, I was then. I was going right. What are we going to do? We were throwing different names around, and how are we going to come up with a new name? And so I. Again, apologies to any Irish speakers out there. I downloaded a um, Irish English dictionary app on my phone, and there was a couple of words going through my head. And I think I typed in "thankful" or "grateful," and mm. "buyak" came up. And I thought that's a lovely, lovely word know, name. And I said that to the lads, and the lads thought, "Yeah, that's yeah. it's a great idea." So that's how it came about. It's a really nice name. Now I have to admit, yeah, the fact that yeah. it means thankful as well—it's yeah. just a very sweet for a band. Mm. I, really I think like it's it. kind of fate as well that brought us to that name because yeah. we were like after the pandemic we were so kind of there was nothing really going on for musicians and you know the very fact that during the pandemic this video got us together and mm. then Kurt joined the band like we are very grateful to be mm. playing music in the first yeah. place yeah and uh, you know I think it really is very meaningful to us now yeah and the minute Dave said it we all just kind of resonated with that yeah. word straight mm. away so. Caught up all by myself, yeah. huh? <laughs> and an Irish English dictionary. <laughs> a little bit of help, a little bit of help. Kurt, how does it feel? Because you're 11 months in the van, you're hitting your yeah. one year mark. How do you feel? It feels great. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Say, I think 12 months ago now, lads asked me to join. I um, 
I accepted. As maybe <laughs> took me a month took to accept. Took me a while. We actually put pressure on you to for an answer, like you know. Give us an answer. Yeah, we're very quick to reply to things, you know. We're actually playing a gig in the malt house with Moose Generation, and. Dale was like, have you made your choice yet? Have you, have <laughs> yeah, you made your mind? Yeah, you were sick of, sick of waiting for you to answer. So yeah, then yeah. you accepted, of course. Uh, um, I did want to join the band. I was just trying to play it cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I guess uh, I've been writing music since I was about 14, 13. Mm. I think that's wow. probably a big reason that I guess they asked, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the pipes are a kind of a gimmick in their own sense. No. The pipes. I would, really, not necessarily in trad music, the double bass probably more. Well, double bass <laughs> like, it's expected that's... to, you know, you're expected in, mm. I suppose, in double bass is the only bands I can think of. Lunasa have a double bass pair, Per Hutchinson, and uh, Canada have double bass as well, don't yeah. they? Yeah. The DJ, yeah. But it's not something that you get very often. Very often. No. Yeah, it really adds to it anyway, yeah. It catches I, the eye. Like, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not from the, the three lads are all from trad backgrounds, trad musicians. I'm not really, I'm kind of the odd one out, you know. I came into it later in life for me, kind of early 20s. I'm also the oldest one in the band, you know. <laughs> the old rock and roll lifestyle got too much for me, so I decided to become a trad musician <laughs> instead, you know. But, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I really love, I've always enjoyed listening to trad music, but I'd never really played in that context until I was kind of in my early 20s, and a couple of people asked me, they knew I played double bass, and asked me to kind of, and that's kind of how I got, got involved in it and I knew Dale since we were kids so he that's where the double bass suggestion came along then you know yeah you kept hounding me we have to do something with yeah, the trad can yeah. we do something with the trad can we do something with the trad and I was always like how can I do something within a project with you there yeah. for trad like with the electric bass because I'm always like the electric bass is great with the drum kit and stuff but I was playing a bit of guitar after coming home from UL and Dave was always you're always asking can we get something going with the trad yeah and sure then that opportunity came up with Rory and it all just sprung from there. Yeah, it was great because at the time, I suppose, with, with musicians up and none of us were able to gig, you know, and the local, the county council, were, they were giving funding out for all these projects and that's, that's again, how we came out. There was the least local live performance, whatever yeah, it was. But yeah. I think most counties were doing that at the time and yeah. it was great, like, the musicians yeah. didn't really have... And it was, it, was also, play, you know, yeah, it was also lovely in the sense that we could actually create our own music yeah. as opposed yeah. to, like, not to, not to downplay... Trad, we're trad musicians, and that's kind of our route. Myself, Kurt, and, and and Dale, but like it was lovely to just, you know, do a two-hour rehearsal every week with the lads and go in in bad form and come out of it absolutely, yeah. you know, falling out the door laughing like, um, and we 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 had a great time putting the music together, mm. and um, when we went into studio to record, there was a few little tweaks <laughs> and things we needed to do, but like it wasn't, I suppose. We never really thought of our sound, and a no, lot of people just organically have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit, I guess. We, yeah. we don't we take ourselves too seriously either. I don't think really. No, do we? No. Yeah. You might oh, know. But yes, we also. Uh, have yeah, as you might. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feeds into the music, you know. We'll we yeah. still all be friends after this interview. I just yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Please do. And I'm very excited because you all have your instruments here now. I do. So what are you going to perform for me? Well, we're going to play a set of jigs that Kurt wrote when he was 14 years old. Uh, I won't tell you how old he is now, but um, <laughs> when when, <laughs> when when Kurt was fourteen, he wrote these jigs and he he played them for me one night at a session. In we were playing at a music festival out in Sitges in Spain with Music Generation Leash Trad Orchestra, and uh, it was really late at night. And you know everybody the session had ended. Everybody was kind of going back to the hotel and all the rest of it. And 
um, Kurt played these jigs and a guitar player joined in and then a Bowron player joined in and it was just this rush of energy like at the end of the night that we weren't really expecting and uh, I said to Kurt at that time I said we have to do more with those sometime we have to do something with those and then when we were recording the album um, I said to him we definitely have to record those two jigs and we called the set um, Late Nights nice in Sitches Okay. so this is the sixth track of the album yeah so we'll give them a belt anyway and yeah. see what yeah. happens. Okay. One, two, three,
my god, that is beautiful. For anyone that is listening, where can they get tickets to go see you this Saturday in the Dunamaze Arts Centre? So you can get tickets on dunamaze.ie and uh, you'll see our gig there, Buyak. And uh, it's at 8 o'clock on Saturday the 26th of August in the Dunamis Arts Centre. And we have support by three fantastic leash musicians, Senna Moore and Bill O'Brien and Jamie Try. And just for those of you as well that probably if you can't buy them online, you can actually get them as well in physical form from the Dunamis Theatre box office. Rory, <laughs> Dale, Kurt, Dave, thank you so much for coming in and playing for me. And I'm Thanks, very excited for Saturday. Thanks, 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 Thanks for that. Be sure to get your tickets at dunamaze.ie for this Saturday. It is going to be incredible. Get your tickets quick before they do sell out. But after this quick break, we will explore Stone Tape 2, the Westmeath Tale with Irish's Bernice Cook right here on Midlands 103. Midlands 183's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Encore with Shannon Fogarty on Midlands 103 and my next guest is drawn to the allure of the past. She finds inspiration in the remnants of history, breathing life into forgotten structures and tales of antiquity. With every stroke of her pen, she imagines the grandeur of ancient ruins, unveiling mysterious and stories long buried. Bernice Cook beckons us to a journey through time, so prepare to witness the past anew through the lens of her extraordinary talent with her upcoming exhibition, Stone Tape 2, The Westmeath Tale in the Athlone County Buildings, is this September. Bernice, this is an exciting exhibition coming to Athlone. Talk to me about it and tell me more. Hi, Shannon. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, I suppose it's a continuation from my first exhibition last year. So it's basically encapsulating buildings from County Westmead. Um, last year was my first exhibition, so I called that Stone Tape 1, and that was kind of buildings from my area and then further afield. And then this year, I decided I'd put together something for County Westmead because it's kind of my nearest big big town over from where I live. So, so talk to me about what you've chosen to be in the collection. So what architecture and landscape you've picked? Um, I've picked... We've got Turf Path Castle, Inishboffin Church in the island of Westmead. And we've got the Church of St. Peter and Paul in Athlone. There's Athlone Castle at Lone Railway um, from 1967. Then there's and Distillery. And you've got Sean's Bar, which is the oldest bar in Athlone. So it's kind of to do with buildings of older and, you know, that have a bit of history behind every one of them. And kind of that's what gets me interested and it, it keeps me going. So it's the stories that all of these buildings say that, yeah. that you know generates with you these pieces. So how many pieces altogether are there in the exhibition? I have 24 pieces altogether. And so how, how long has it taken you to create all of these pieces? It's taken me just over the year. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it kind of starts with an idea and then I kind of have to do the research to it. I have to kind of go back to books and Google and then I go out and take uh, a research kind of photographs and stuff like that on site on each of these places. So how do you feel now? This is your second exhibition. How do you feel about the, the grand opening that is happening in September? Um, I am nervous. Um, of course, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Uh, I think it's just the idea of putting your work out there. I always get nervous because I don't know what sort of reaction I'll get. I do love chatting to people about the buildings and um, so far I've gotten loads of reaction from people contacting me online and telling me they've had special memories with different buildings and, you know, in the last couple of years I've been doing my work and stuff like that, so it's great that way. 
And I have to admit, the pieces that you have up on Instagram, which your, um, you know, your username is Bernice Cook Artist. If anyone wants to go and have a look, you have some incredible pieces that you put up there as well. So, are any of these pieces going to be on display on the at the exhibition? Uh, thanks very much. Um, there is, um, Ant and I have on Instagram at the moment are going to be on in the exhibition. So it's it's all to do with colour and, and stonework. And I think it's the fluidity of the watercolour and the colours that are bringing these to life as well as the story behind them. So what drew you to this type of artwork? Um, I think it's the meditative practice of just quieting your mind and kind of sitting down to draw tiny stones. I mean, I have four Abbey done and someone commented when they seen and saying, oh my God, that must have taken ages and it had done and your hand would be cramping, but you kind of don't think of things like that when you're in your, your kind of conscious state of drawing. You're just kind of relaxed and it, it takes me out of my zone. And that's just it. It is a little bit of therapy and takes you yeah. away from all the other stresses that happen in life. So in all of the pieces that you'll have on display for this exhibition, which one is your favourite and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think uh, my husband jokes with me, but he has a favourite as well. But mine has to be at Lone Castle. Um, I think it's just the colours of it and it's, this, I suppose, the history behind it. And it's just, I suppose, it's a happy memory of me because at Lone is our nearest big town. And we'd always kind of be walking down with the castle and as kids, we'd be strolling up the, the shopping street and stuff like that. So it brings back good memories. And that's just it. A picture paints a thousand words and has a different memory for everyone. So we're very excited to see everything on the night. And I know you're going to get some positive feedback, especially from the first one, but now being your second one. And I'm very excited to see what the third one is. I'm assuming this will be awfully. Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. So yes. that'd be very exciting as well. So, but you wear many different creative hats, uh, artist, illustrator, writer. How do you feel like all of those roles kind of come out in your pieces? Um, I think, well, the research kind of has to go to the back of each building. And then I kind of write a little blurb about the stories I've collected or I have come across. Um, I also have a podcast out at the moment, so that kind of helps to kind of run two side by side sort of thing. And then I'm hoping in the future to kind of create a written book with these kind of buildings of the different counties in Ireland. Because to be honest with you, I think... Some of them are forgotten about and we all know the ones that are on the tourist path. But what about the ones that aren't on the tourist path? I think we shouldn't forget them. It's very true. There are some bits of the history of these buildings that people either forget or, you know, or just fall through the cracks. So I think it's nice that you're trying to tell those stories. Yeah, thanks. So what can people expect on the opening night on Thursday the 7th of September? That's correct. Um, Well, you'll get to meet me. Um, and I'll talk you through the different paintings that I have. There'll be should be a good turnout of family and friends there, and it's just to chat about if any of the people that turn up have memories of these buildings and the stories they can tell me and what happy memories they have. And this is all going to be happening in the Civic Building in Athlone, right beside the Athlone Town Centre Shopping Mall. If anyone is around, make sure you go over and check it out on Thursday the 7th of September from 5.30 until 7.30. So tell me before I let you go, what are you looking forward to the most about this exhibition? Just people's reaction, I guess. Um, And just to chat to the general public about what I've created. That's the best part. It is, getting their reactions and seeing what stories people come out with. And I'm very excited to see what you put into a book that you create. You're going to have to let us know when that you have that I finished. <laughs> I will. It's all so exciting. Bernice, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about it. Thanks very much for having me on. I appreciate it.
Bernice Cook on her upcoming exhibition Stone Tape 2 The Westmeath Tale in the Athlone County Buildings this September. We're flying through the show and if fiddles are your interest then stay right here with us on Midlands 103. Do you need treatment or surgery? There's no need to wait or travel abroad. Receive treatment at Kingsbridge Private Hospital in Belfast or Ballykelly under the Northern Ireland Planned Healthcare Scheme at potentially no cost. Why wait? Text hello to 51777 or visit Kingsbridge Private hospital.com for further information. Encore on Midlands 103, your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are back with Shannon Fogarty and Encore on Midlands 103 and my next guest is a fiddle virtuoso and luminary of traditional Irish music. Hailing from Tullamore, it is Manus Maguire. His illustrious career spans decades. He's lent his exceptional talent to iconic ensembles like Buttons and Bows, Moving Cloud and more. And what truly sets Manus apart is his role in the Transcended East-West Fiddles. And this is a group that melds cultures and consonants through music. And they will be performing in the Asker Arts Centre on September 8th. So Manus, before we get into the East-West Fiddles, I want to delve into your own personal music journey and how you came to be where you are today. Okay, well, uh, thanks first of all, Shannon, for having me on your programme. Uh, I first started playing music uh, growing up in Tullamore, as you say, and then mom and dad moved up to Sligo. So a lot of my formative years were spent in Sligo. And as you probably know, Sligo is a big uh, area for fiddle music. Well, for traditional music in general, but fiddle music in particular. So I, I listened to a lot of fiddle music up there and learned uh, lots of new tunes. And it was from there really that my musical career took off playing in Sligo and afterwards then uh, around the country and outside the country with groups like the ones you mentioned, Buttons and Bowes, Moving Cloud, Brock Maguire Band and uh, up in Scotland with Full Tilt. So a lot of things happened there and then in the last, just about 18 months ago or thereabouts, uh, this group that you're talking about now, East West Fiddles, uh, got together and uh, were delighted to be playing at the Esker Arts Centre on September the 8th. So tell me how the East West Fiddles came to be what they are today. Well, ba- okay, well basically what happened was I was watching a YouTube um music of Marika Naito and Junji Shirota. They're two musicians from Tokyo. And I was captivated by their gorgeous playing and their huge repertoire of Irish tunes. So I just sent a positive message to Marika on her fiddle music, delighted to hear and you know saying how much I enjoyed their music and I was amazed but also delighted to hear back from her that, in fact, she already had all my Buttons and Bowls CDs in her collection. Not only that, but she told me, she sent on the message that she had relocated from Tokyo to Galway. And Galway wasn't too far from where I was living, um, literally an hour and a half up the road. So we decided to meet soon after in Galway, play some tunes together. And that was the whole idea of East-West Fiddle was born out of that. Shannon. And she contacted Junji Shiroto, who's a virtuoso guitar player and five-string banjo player that she had uh, played with and recorded with in Japan. And around the same time then, I similarly contacted Gary O'Brien, guitar player and mandocello player from Buttons and Bowls. And it was kind of apparent to us then when we got together that we could have a really interesting musical ensemble. So that's how it all came about. It's very exciting because there's different backgrounds and music styles. So how do you think that it it you know melds together well the two uh, Tokyo musicians are very very interested in Irish music and have been playing Irish music for quite a while now John G's background is is in uh, bluegrass but he got interested while he was living in San Francisco in the States 
he got very interested and started to play Irish music. And um, then uh, Marika was very influenced by when when she got to meet him in Tokyo, she got to hear all these Irish tunes. So they were very interested in the Irish music. But we wanted to, Gary and I were are obviously Irish music is our background, but we were very interested in hearing some Japanese tunes. So we we decided to merge uh, some of the Japanese tunes with Irish tunes. And there's, there's quite a similarity in, in some of the music, not all, obviously, but some of the music. And we decided to, as I said, do the album, record the album. And um, we did that last October. Earlier last year, before October, um, we um, did some gigs in Ireland. In, one was in Carrick and Shannon in the Dock Art Centre there, which which went down really well. And then just right after that, we played in Tullamore at the rugby club. Val Hughes was very kind enough to bring us in there. And we had a great night in Tullamore in May of last year. So uh, it was with that all that in mind that we were very keen to get back to Tullamore. We've done a few gigs uh, in the last little while to promote the album, the new album, which is only released literally four weeks ago. Galway Arts Festival, Fecal Folk Festival, the Scarif Harbour Festival. And just last weekend, we played in the Japanese Gardens down in Tremor in, in County in Waterford. Uh, so it was really, really nice to do that. You can imagine the the great delight of the Japanese musicians playing down there at the Las Cadio Hearn Gardens in Tremor. So next up, as I say, is Tullamore uh, on the 8th of September at the Esker Art Centre, which I believe is a brand new art centre. We're looking forward very much to playing there. Oh, you'll have an amazing time. Everyone in there is lovely and it is a fabulous centre. So what can some of the guests on the night expect from your performance? Well, it'll be a combination of Irish and Japanese music, mostly Irish. And um, you, you'll be, they'll be hearing some songs from Gary O'Brien and they'll be hearing some uh, five-string banjo playing from Junty, uh, the old-timey American music. We'll have Irish music and we'll have some Canadian tunes. It's a, there's a general mix there and something that hopefully will be uh, appeal to people in, in, a, in a wide range. And it's lovely because the East West Fiddles seems to bridge the cultures together through music, which I think is very sweet. Yeah, it's a lovely thing to do. And, and, and it's, it's lovely to expand Irish music out. So many people are doing that now. Uh, but it's a nice thing to do just to, to bring in other cultures into our music. Because Irish music, as you probably know, Shannon, is, is global now. It's played all over the world. And it's lovely to, to be able to bring people from outside Ireland to play our music with us. And it's lovely how you're going to be doing it. So if anyone listening wants to get tickets to go and see you and the East West Fiddles, where can they go? Hey, now that I'm not sure, but I would imagine that by going directly onto the website for the Esker Arts Centre, they'll be able to book book there uh, online uh, or they could also contact by phoning the Arts Centre there in Tullamore. So if anyone is looking at Esker... I know that Lee, yeah, the, uh, Lee Hamill is the, the admin person there and he's been so helpful all along in all of this process. Sean Walsh is the director there, as you know. And um, so, as I say, contacting the Art Centre directly or online, uh, they can book their tickets that way. So if anyone wants to go and check it out, it's eskerart.ie. So just before, I know we're going to play one of your pieces tonight, uh, Genevieve's Waltz. Just tell me, what are you looking forward to the most in performing in Tullamore? I love going back to Tullamore, uh, being the hometown where I was born, I, it's just it's a very special place to play Tullamore and uh, I'm very much looking forward to it and seeing this new art centre too that I've heard an awful about I've got a niece living in Tullamore Lamont Murphy and her husband Brendan McAuliffe and they were the ones who actually told me about the art centre the brand new art centre uh, there that was I think only opened earlier this year so um, as I said I love going back to Tullamore it's a great town to play in
And it's brilliant. Manus, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks very much, Shannon. Thank you. And after this, we are going to be chatting to Leash pianist David VC on his upcoming show, only here on Midlands 103. Encore, brought to you by the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. From the greatest gigs to the best community shows, enjoy it all in the comfort of our newly refurbished theatre. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. This is Encore with Shannon Fogarty on Midlands 103. And my last guest promises to take you on a journey through the world of classical music and song. So David VC, with special guest, comes to the Dunamay's Arts Theatre this September 16th. And with a passion for both instrumental virtuosity and vocal Vocal brilliance, David has curated an evening that harmoniously blends the timeless beauty of classical compositions and the emotive power of song. And I'm very lucky to have David join us on the show tonight. Thank you, David, for coming on. Thanks very much, Shannon. And it's great to be able to speak with you tonight on, on the show. So this event is not only a showcase of musical prowess, but also a celebration of collaboration, as you'll be joined by a lineup of special guests to deliver an unforgettable evening of classic melodies and soul-stirring songs. How are you feeling about the upcoming show? That's right. Well, I'm really excited, Shannon, um, to be performing once again in the Dunamis Arts Centre. Um, I performed there myself uh, last October uh, a solo recital, and it's great to be performing once again there uh, on Saturday the 16th of September. And I've got two outstanding musicians, as you said, to collaborate with me on the on this exciting concert, both of whom have strong leash connections. Um, so the first of, of the two musicians uh, is the mezzo-soprano Sarah Luttrell. Uh, Sarah's from Emo in County Leash and um, she is an award-winning mezzo-soprano and she's a member of Chamber Choir Ireland. Um, she's upcoming opera performances at Wexford Opera House and she's a multi-award award-winning mezzo-soprano. So it's really, really an, a treat to be able to work with Sarah uh, for this concert. And then I'm also uh, really lucky to be working alongside Martina Rosario O'Connell for this concert as well. Martina's uh, an amazing flautist uh, who has strong connections to County Leash as well. Uh, And she's uh, just coming off a residency in Paris over the summer. Uh, And she's a multi-award winning uh, flautist, including winning the Trench Award at the Burr Festival of Music in last year. So it's really exciting to be able to bring such high caliber musicians uh, back to Port Leash, to County Leash, um, and to uh, put on a great show. So tell me, where did the idea for this this event come around, come about? Yeah, so last, as I said, last um, October, I had my own concert, uh, which was supported uh, through the Leash Arts Office. Uh, and this was a solo recital. And uh, it was thankfully a really great success. And the concert went really well. Uh, and I was approached then by uh, Michelle DeForge, who is the artistic director of the Dunamis Arts Centre. Uh, would I be interested in uh, putting on another concert? Uh, and for myself, uh, I was really excited and sort of uh, hoping to build, I suppose, on on the success of the last concert and, and help to build an audience and grow an audience for classical music, uh, both in Leash and across the Midlands. So my idea to sort of collaborate with these two exceptional musicians came came from there. And it's exciting to have, you know, being able to have this opportunity to put this show on. So how have you found uh, preparations and working with Sarah and Martina? Preparations are going really well. Um, so thankfully, I've, I've actually worked with Martina before. Um, we performed together at the Royal Irish Academy of Music's Chamber Festival in April of this year. Um, and so we had sort of a bank of repertoire there 
uh, that we could sort of draw upon uh, in preparation for this concert. Um, so we've got some French classics for the flute, some brilliant French music. Uh, and then we've also got some more contemporary French uh, and contemporary uh, flute pieces as well. And then for Sarah, this is my first time ever collaborating with Sarah. Um, I was very familiar with her um, through her different successes uh, down through the years. Um, but it's really a treat to be able to uh, work with Sarah. And uh, I've had a couple of rehearsals so far with her. And uh, I can tell already that it's going to be a very exciting concert. And it is. And I mean, it's great to have the variety of, of music up on stage as well. And to be able to put this on is fantastic. So anyone that is looking for tickets, where can they get them? So tickets are available uh, on the Dunamace uh, website, so www.dunamace.ie or through the Dunamace uh, Arts Centre box office. So how many pieces will you be performing on the night? Um, so we're performing sort of a, quite a big programme, two, two halves. Um, we've got uh, some solo piano stuff from myself. Um, we've got some uh, art songs from... Uh, classical composers uh, and uh, Irish composers as well, such as Charles Villiers Stanford and Hamilton Hardy. But also we've got some lighter and popular popular music as well, such as uh, songs from George Gershwin or even some traditional Irish songs, uh, such as the Sally Gardens and stuff like that as well. Uh, and then we've got some really nice flute pieces as well. So it, it's sort of a really varied uh, and exciting programme. Uh, and I think there'll be something there that will appeal to, to lots and lots of people. And that's just it, and it will. But tell me more about how you got into playing the piano. Yeah, so I probably started the piano when I was about eight years old. And um, I probably, you know, practicing wasn't necessarily my, my, my big forte, I suppose, at that point. Um, but as uh, through the years, I also played traditional Irish music. Uh, and I heard some of the guys speaking earlier um, about traditional Irish music. Um, and I would know a lot of those guys from Bupuya Kuran earlier. Um, and traditional Irish music as well was was great. It was sort of a so- social avenue as well. Um, and then the classical music sort of developed uh, as, as I got older uh, and through the uh, great opportunities that I received from the Leash School of Music and from Music Generation Leash as well. Um, and then I, when I decided to go to college then to study music, um, it sort of seemed like a, a good idea to, to go down the classical route. But I, I have a big passion for traditional Irish music as well. Um, and so it's great to see the huge strength of traditional Irish music, uh, even at the recent fly kill in Mullingar. It was it was amazing to see the the thousands of people on the streets of Mullingar. So yeah, it's really exciting. And it's lovely. I, I mean, the boys that were on earlier from Weak, they were an incredible bunch. We had very good fun, and um, I'm very excited to see what the future holds for them. But as as well for you, it's incredible now to have your own show like this and to be able to curate it and bring it together. Is this something that you ever imagined you'd be doing? Um, it's sort of hard to tell. I mean, I, I to be honest, if you told me five years ago. Uh, I'd be doing something like this. Uh, I probably would have said no. I think if you told me, especially during the middle of COVID when everything was locked down and there there was nothing happening, I definitely would have said no. Um, but it's amazing, I suppose, how far we've come. And um, I think it just shows as well the great support for the arts as well in County Leash. Um, I'm really thankful to the Leash Arts Office um, for their support of this concert uh, and also to Michelle DeForge and all of the team at the Dunamis Arts Centre uh, without whom this concert would not be possible. So uh, I'm just so, so thankful and so grateful uh, to be in this position uh, and thankful as well to all my past piano teachers and 
all the people that have helped me over the course of my music career so far. So, yeah, I'm really, really grateful, Shannon. Yeah. So what is going to be your standout moment uh, at this performance? What is going to be that moment that goes, I, this is my favourite. This is what I do, what I do. Well, I think just taking the stage alongside two such outstanding performers such as Martina and Sarah uh, is going to be really exciting. We've got some some songs uh, that we're going to be uh, doing all three of us together. Uh, and I think that will be a really special moment uh, for the three of us um, to perform all together uh, as an ensemble. And just it'll really showcase, I suppose, the cultural strength um, that Leash and the Midlands have to have to offer. Um, all three of us were um, past uh, performers and I suppose award winners as well at the Burr Festival of Music. And um, so we sort of like um, go across across the Midlands and, and it's really, really exciting uh, to be able to bring this music to Portlaoise. And as excited as you are, and I'm sure everyone else is, what do you hope the audience takes away? Well, I hope the audience um, sort of, well, I hope they might be introduced to something new, something maybe that they haven't seen before. I think some of the um, art songs that we've got are are really interesting uh, and sort of they might open the audience, uh, open the eyes of an audience member to, to something new. And maybe if, if an audience member were to go home and just listen to listen to some music that they hadn't previous listen, previously listened to, I think that would be a great success. And just, just to sort of uh, open people's eyes and sort of build the audiences uh, for classical music, I think that's, that's my main goal with this concert. And the beautiful thing about the classical music is it's very relaxing and it'll take people on a journey from start to finish. And I think the fact that you have the variety of music that you'll have is, a, is as you said, a great taste for everyone and, and a great way to dip your toe into a genre that might, might not have before. Indeed. And I think also as well, the stories behind some of the music are just incredible. I mean, um, we're, we're, going, we're definitely going to be speaking about uh, the stories behind some of the music, but even the stories behind the lives of the composers themselves. Um, and just it, it's sort of a real human uh, art form and it's a real uh, communicative, communicative uh, thing in music, um, which, you know, music has no language, you know, it transcends uh, countries. And it, it's just really, really um, exciting to be able to share this music and sort of grow uh, audiences for classical music. And it's very exciting. David, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about it. And we're really looking forward to September 16th in the Dunamay's Arts Centre. Thanks so much, Shannon. Thank you. Uh, it was David Vessie. And if you want tickets, make sure to go to donamaze.ie. But that is all the time we have for this evening. It has gone so fast. But thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, if you want to listen back to any of the interviews, they will all be on midlands103.com under podcast. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. And if there's anything you'd like included on the show, make sure to email me encore at midlands103.com. Stay with us, though, as it's... It's not Joe Cooney tonight. It's Alex Rowe. He'll be here taking you with Country Roads. He'll be up just after the 8 o'clock news. Have a great weekend. I'll be back in this hot seat from 7 o'clock next Thursday. And I'll chat to you then.